Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many, but often ignored, positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. I'm Neil Armstrong and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm with Rona Donwell, who is the president of the Alliance of Jamaican Alumni Associations, AJA, and a member of Knox Pass Students Association. Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, Rona. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Neil. It's a pleasure to be here. And I look forward to speaking with you this evening. How how has your journey been so far as as president of the Alliance of Jamaican Alumni Associations, which is based here in Toronto? Well, so far, it's been a great learning experience for me. As you as you may know, I have served on the board of the AJAA since twenty eleven. Um, in different capacities, first as secretary and then as uh, as a treasurer. And so I do have some knowledge and understanding of the inner workings of uh, the AJAA, or at least I did before I got into the position of president. Uh, having been in this seat now for approximately two years, uh, I've learned that there is still quite uh, the learning curve Mm-hmm. Um, in this role. I am learning lots about um, the alumni community as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm learning lots about the community in general, and I'm forging great relationships and partnerships uh, on behalf of the Alliance and working very closely with the board members. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in that many of the current members have uh, been in this capacity. They've sat in this seat before. So they ha- they're they a great source of information for me and mentoring. Um, there are actually five members of the board who served as president in the past. You know, we have uh, Paul Barnett, who has been around for <laughs> as long as the AJAA has been around. He was one of the founding members. He's been around since the inception in 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, and another stellar person is uh, Olive Parkin Smith and, and Aileen Chen, mm-hmm. who have been around for many, many years mm-hmm. as well. And some newer uh, members, um, not as new as myself, is Wayne Swaby and Michael Hilton, who also served in that capacity. So I've been very fortunate to have uh, the opportunity to learn from these individuals, and I'm quite enjoying the role, to be honest. And and you have been, you've also been involved with with Knox Pass Students Association. Was that for a while, or is that also new for you? Well, no, it's not new. Quite to be honest, I've been uh, affiliated or served on the board of the Knox Pass Students Association longer than I've served on the Alliance's board. I came to know about the AJAA through my affiliation with Knox. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, I've been, you know, around on that board or on on the uh, committees within that board Mm -hmm. um, for longer than 2012, going back a few years. And... um, 
and currently the president of the Knox Pass Students Association actually since 2017. So I'm wearing two hats that's kept me really busy. <laughs> but you know, so it, how, how never a dull moment. <laughs> well, I was just I was just about I was just about to say how how is it performing both both roles as presidents, president of the alliance and then president of of Knox Pass students. You must be very busy trying to to do both. I am indeed. I am indeed, Neil, and I I, I have I have learned to to be very organized, a lot more organized than I, that I, that I was coming into these roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at first, wow, it was, it was a little bit scary and challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I took it on. I took it on believing that I, I had the support that I needed. Now within the Knox, uh, Past Students Association are several people also that I rely on. Um, the immediate past president who I took over from had been around since its inception as well, Sonia Ferguson. And so, and so she's still there and many others that have been around for quite some time. So, you know, I have great support. Mm-hmm. I, I have great support and I, I rely on them for help. Um, I've learned to... I've learned that, you know, two heads are better than one. I've learned how to let go of things and, and ask for help and to delegate some of the tasks, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've, 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 I've used different coping strategies and mm-hmm. I'm learning to do that even more so as I move along in these two roles. Yeah. And, and I mean, as you know, these are volunteer roles that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I know that um, Asia has been around since 1988. That's when it was founded. And I, I, I wonder if you can share a bit of that history. What, what was happening at that time when the decision was made to start this, this organization? So as I understand it, and, um, as, and like I said, I'm lucky to have the benefit and knowledge of those that were involved for a very long time so so as you know it's it is the the the, a non-for-profit and the umbrella body for for toronto-based organizations that uh represent um primary secondary and post-secondary institutions in jamaica and they exist to support their alma mater in jamaica through fundraising activities they've over the years provided crucial crucial help and support so how it all started back in 1988 as i understand it it was with a group of six gentlemen representing different high schools in jamaica so there was uh, tony myrie from cornwall college uh, jerry lindo from Kingston College, uh, Neil Dalhouse from St. George's College, and another gentleman by the name of Patrick Smith from St. George's College, and Barry Huey, who I think came up with the idea mm-hmm. from Kingston College, and of course Paul Barnett was there from from Arden. So they organized early in 1988, I believe in February, they had a meeting and had the idea that it would be good to have an umbrella organization representing the many 
alumni associations that were beginning to form in Toronto at that time. And so they officially um, organized in, in February of 1988. And at the time that the idea um, came to fruition, um, there were 13 alumni associations at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Mr. Huey is um, credited for actually uh, bringing forward this idea and um, and giving birth to the idea of having the alumni association. So at the very first meeting, there were 13 associations. Um, there was Alpha, Arden, Calabar, Clarendon College, Cornwall College, Dent Hill, uh, Fern Court, Immaculate, Jamaica College, Kingston College, St. Elizabeth Technical, St. George's, and the 13th, and Vere Technical. So those were the 13 schools um, that were involved in the beginning. And then as time went by, it evolved. Um, I think at one time there were about 60 alumni associations. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, right now, um, on our on our list, we have about fifty, uh, and I must qualify that by saying not all of them are currently active mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, right now, but we do have about fifty on our list still, and I believe at the moment there are uh, thirty plus that are active, and and you know times are hard right now, and when I say active, I mean that you know they are paid up members mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. but that's not to say these associations are not off doing things you know they're 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 just not uh they're just not paid up members so to speak but in these covid days right things are really hard and we understand that yes. we understand that completely and i want to i want to explore a bit of that later but i i also am thinking that 1988 was the year in which, on September 12, 1988, Hurricane Gilbert slammed into Jamaica, uh, wreaking havoc, uh, claiming the lives of many. And uh, and I know that I know that one of the, the the very first project of Asia in 1989 was a hurricane relief fund. And so I I I'm, I'm wondering what was the support like. For that first project in that year, around that time, um, much of the activities were centered around the Hurricane Relief Fund mm-hmm. um, in providing assistance to schools in Jamaica. They they organized and 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 provided relief for the schools in 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 many ways in in ways that they could mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I mean, recognizing that the organization was relatively new, they certainly did what they could. And that was one of the very first things that that they did mm-hmm. um, once they formed in 1988. I'm also wondering about the... I, I know that Asia has been around for, for 33 years and has been involved in many projects, programs and activities from leadership and educational conferences to mentorships and scholarship initiatives to even Soccer Fest, which which predates Asia, which started in 1985 and then came under the aegis of Asia in 1989. I'm, I'm wondering, though, about the um, emerging global leaders Jamaica 
because I know that there was a conference recently, wasn't there? How was how yes. was that? How did that come about? The yeah. That, so in yes. fact, in mm-hmm. fact, in fact, Neil, there were two conferences that were held this year virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, one in February and one just last week mm-hmm. in May. So the Emerging Global Leadership um, Program, Jamaica, is one of our one of the programs that we offer. So in the early years, we partnered with York University in offering the Emerging Global Leaders Program. Um, I think that that happened for about three years, and then following that, when um, that relationship, you know, discontinued we started the Emerging Global Leaders Jamaica program and that was initiated in about 2013. And with this program, the aim focuses on the development of youth leaders in Jamaica and it's aimed at identifying, training young people who have the potential to become instigators of change. Traditionally, it's held in Jamaica annually over a three-day period. Um, up at Knox College and Knox being uh, a boarding school the students from all over the island are sponsored by the alumni association here usually one two or three or sometimes even four students are sponsored by each alumni association and a conference is held at Knox over a three-day period where they invite leaders and speakers to come and mentor and speak to these young people. Uh, It has been a really successful program to date. Of course, due to COVID, the program didn't happen last year. And so the coordinator, so that program is coordinated by Paul Barnett, and he and the committee were looked for ways in which they could bring this leadership program to young people still. And so... Two conferences were organized this year, like I said, one in February and one in, in in May. They had a wonderful speaker, Mrs. Campbell from Jamaica, and attendance was really great. In February, they had an, over 100 participants. Um, and then there was another program that was held, another conference that was held just a week or so ago, which was quite successful as well. One was held in in February, the other was held this month in 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 in, in May, twenty twenty one. How was the, the the May conference? It was very inspiring, very very great. Similar to the first one, it was hosted uh, actually by Arden High School down in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and 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 again we had I think over sixty participants. At this conference, and we had um, Miss Campbell again being our main speaker and talked about technology and innovation. Uh, quite inspiring, lots of interest, lots of questions from the young leaders. It was hosted by a participant who uh, actually participated in the EEGLJ uh, program a few years ago, and we just were amazed at how this young lady has blossomed and, and evolved. So, you know, it is just, it is what it is why we exist to ensure that we're supporting these, these students, this generation, and hopefully be around to, to, to support succeeding generations of students. So a very successful program. And it, and it was a virtual, a virtual event. 
Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely, at a virtual event. Now, I know that Asia has several programs. I alluded to projects and programs and activities. I'm wondering, apart from the Emerging Global Leaders Jamaica initiative, which other, I'm thinking of, which which two could you share with us and, and highlight? We have a Care and Share program, mm -hmm. which started in 2005. Um, and this program provides care packages to international students, families in need, uh, the elderly and the disabled in our community um, during the Christmas season. Um, in, in 2020, um, last year, um, we saw, you know, a very successful program. We were able to assist over 70 individuals through this program. And those individuals included um, our seniors, like I said, and disabled, and over 35 of our international students who, who are studying here. And, you know, at times they experience um, quite a bit of challenge. So we were able to support them in that regard. And that's something we're really, really proud of. Um, another program that we have is the graduates program. So we recognize through this program, which started in 1993, by the way, we recognize and award bursaries to graduating high school students from the Canadian uh, high school system who have been accepted into post-secondary institutions. We have certain criteria that they must meet. They must be of Jamaican descent and students who meet that criteria as well as, you know, academic criteria um, are awarded one-time bursaries to assist with their post-secondary studies. These are usually presented during a ceremony that we do at a luncheon in June of each year. Unfortunately, last year, we weren't able to pivot quickly enough to have the program. But this year, I'm pleased to, to share with you that the planning is well underway for this program this year, which we, of course, will do virtually. So I'm very pleased about that. I'm wondering if you've heard, and I'm assuming that you have, what can you tell us, what can you share with us of what you've heard from either international students who have been helped by the Care and Share program or students who uh, have gone through the graduates program and are elsewhere in or are pursuing their educational studies what what are some of the things that you've heard from them in terms of what they have said regarding the assistance that they got from asia oh gratitude gratitude mm -hmm. gratitude mm -hmm. that keeps uh, coming in i mean last year following you know the issuance of the we were able to give uh, gift vouchers to these students um, we received tons and tons of emails um, from these students expressing to us how grateful they were to receive and it was it was unexpected mm -hmm. you know we we were with other partners so through the jca we were able to sort of get a list of students who would benefit from this program so it was in some case unexpected and a nice surprise for them so the feedback was was really great we've heard from some of our students who were awarded bursaries and again they have gone on to pursue careers in law medicine engineering 
And some of them have actually come back to our program and served uh, when we've had luncheons and, 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 and have spoken to, to the graduating class in the current year about and talk about how the program has really helped them. Um, not just financially, but just to know that they have the support of the community and of the alumni associations behind them has really inspired them and given them the motivation that they needed to to move on. I mean, sometimes we don't know what some of these students are going through, but we've heard a lot of stories and we're just really glad that we are able to help in that regard. In in 2019, we were able to award 14 bursaries Mm -hmm. to students. So it means 14 students. And with the bursaries, we also have an an essay writing competition where we also award uh, a prize money for the essay writing competition. So it's very well received. And students are just grateful because every little bit helps. And there's, there's just so much gratitude. It warms their heart because... That's why we're here. That's why we're here to serve the community and to serve these students. I know that Soccer Fest is a, is a popular event for Asia. Uh, when it rolls around every year, there is usually this, this hype to see which school will win and, and therefore have the bragging rights at the end of the competition. And I'm, and, and I'm wondering about uh, Soccer Fest and... and uh, and how well I'm. I'm a, it's a contact sport, and given the pandemic, that m- there might have been a bit of a hi- hiatus where that is concerned. Um, yeah. Any 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 plans for how to gra- deal with that in in the future as things open up? Yes, we're constantly talking about that, Neil. Mm-hmm. But um, unlike other programs that mm-hmm. we can do virtually, mm-hmm. the soccer fest is not one mm-hmm. of them. Right. So, mm-hmm. So we are, we, we, we do, you know, try to make tentative plans, but it's very difficult at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as you know, Soccer Fest, it's, it's been around since 1985 and the Alliance um, sort of uh, took it over since, since about 89. And, you know, if everyone looks forward to that. Whether you're part of the alumni community or not, everyone in the community looks forward to that. It's kind of a bit of a summer highlight for everyone. You know, they can relive their memories of Jamaican football. Like everyone who went to school in Jamaica loves football. So, you know, it started with a, a few schools and then um, evolved into something really, really large. Uh, so we are looking forward to starting this up again in the in the coming years. Uh, I don't know if it will happen in 2022, but whenever we're in a position to do so, based on the guidelines that are provided by the authorities, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. We haven't had soccer fest since actually since 2018 because in 2019 we sort of took a break and wanted to regroup due to several changes. So we're ready to go and I'm sure our defending champion who is St. Diego right now. <laughs> very good. Very, very, very good team. <laughs> very good team. <laughs> You're a fan of St. Diego. Yes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, we are, we are really looking forward to having uh, Soccer Fest again. Everyone's asking about it, but you know, everyone understands that at this time it has to be on hold. And I have to say that Barry Huey, who is was instrumental in getting the AJAA 
established, founded. He was a big part of that event as well. Uh, he's passed away now, but bless his soul. He was very instrumental and there is a trophy named after him, the Barry Huey Trophy, that's awarded at Soccer Fest for the most outstanding goalkeeper. And we made the first presentation a few years ago and we were happy that his family was on hand. Um, his two daughters were on hand to help us make the presentation to to the goalkeeper. I believe it was the goalkeeper was from Morant Bay, Morant Bay High School at the time. So his memory lives on through Soccer Fest. And as long as we have Soccer Fest, his memory will live on. So uh, we're looking forward to having that again. And I know our tournament coordinator, Aileen Chen, is 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 always thinking about soccer fest, soccer fest and planning and, you know, trying to find ways to make it bigger and better when we come back. Now, I'm, I'm wondering how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected the Alliance's work and, and, and what's next on, on, on the association's agenda in terms of projects? Well, it has significantly impacted not just us, but all of our members. But despite the challenges, the associations and the alliance, we found ways to still try and help. So, for, for example, a lot of our member associations, they're involved in fundraising activities such as Fish Fry. Um, one association had a 500-kilometer um, bike ride around uh, southern Ontario. Associations are having Zoom fundraising events. I know my alumni association, Knox, had one a few weeks ago where we were able to raise some funds. In the summertime, the alumni participated um, in partnership with uh, Las Pachin Foundation and and Yuja in in the States in providing COVID care packages to students in need throughout Jamaica. And I'm very proud to report that we were able to deliver over 300 care packages to students throughout the island at different schools. Um, And these were sponsored by the different alumni associations. So despite, despite the challenges, despite everything that's going on, the generosity is still there and the, the generosity of spirit and, and the schools are still trying to find ways to help. In last summer as well, we participated in the JCA's virtual Walk Good Walkathon where we were able to raise collectively over $10,000. In the fall of 2020, we were able to work with uh, the Jamaica Diaspora Education Task Force, along with Yuja again, and Jazz, Jamaica uh, Alumni Association of High School in Jamaica, to offer classroom training to teachers at our alma mater. And we saw over 3,000 registrants for that um, training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the need is great. And so we were grateful to have these opportunities to sort of continue to partner, forge relationships and, and support our beneficiaries. And as I mentioned earlier, in December, we had one of our biggest care and share program. Member associations, individuals, and we're still, you know, willing to give uh, one of our biggest supporters for the Care and Share program was Helping Hands, who 
provided a significant, significant donation. Another sponsor that our supporter that we had was Caribbean Corner West Indian Foods, you know. And I, 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 I want to take the opportunity to thank them again because it, it, it always amazes us, uh, you know, in a very pleasant way that no matter no matter what organizations are still willing to come forward to help in in time of need and so we're very grateful for all of that support and just want to big up those organizations who and individuals and alumni associations who still continue to work hard despite covid so in terms of uh, what we plan to do over the next few months as I mentioned, the graduates program planning for that is well underway. So we're hoping that we will be able to offer bursaries to graduated high school students again this year. So we're planning a virtual award program. Uh, we're also planning uh, a walkathon this year. We we're we're hoping or planning to host our inaugural uh, walkathon. Um, so in previous years, we partnered with the JCA. Um, this year, we're, we're launching our own and um, planning again as well on the way for to have one in, in the month of August. And as for the graduates, we're hoping to have that ceremony in, in July of, of this year. So those are some of the things that we are planning in the near future. Of course, we're still hoping to have our care and share program in December, around Christmas time again. Those are my questions, Rona. I want to thank you so much for your time. My guest is Rona Donwell, who is the president of the Alliance of Jamaican Alumni Associations and also the president of the Knox Pass Students Association here in Toronto. This is Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much, Rona. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, Neil, to share what we're doing with through your podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Harib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud. Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.